Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. You guessed it. I'm Paul Kuharski of paulkuharski.com. Brought to you by Zen Sports and Jasper's part of the 440 Sports Network. Happy to be here. Going to talk a little bit about Bill Callahan and what could happen on the Titans offensive line. Expectations for Tajay Spears. And of course, a load of your questions. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Hit retweet uh, and share on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, let's get the gang rallied up and together. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Um, I appreciate it. And it is good to see you rock Deagle, Andrew Frill in particular amongst the first in, um, into, uh, the room. So I appreciate that. Um, Mike Herndon at paulkowarski.com wrote a very interesting piece about Bill Callahan, Tennessee Titans, new offensive line coach, and obviously father of Brian Callahan, the Titans new head coach. And Bill Callahan's done some excellent, excellent work as offensive line coach around the NFL. We know that a lot of talk now amongst the fan base. Well, what could he do with a guy like Dylan Radins? What could he do with a guy like Nicholas Petit Frere? Um, and and uh, fair questions, right? I think we all expect he'll make Peter Skaronsky into the kind, help make Peter Skaronsky into the type of guard that uh, that we expected the Titans were getting when they uh, drafted him 11th overall. He had some moments as a rookie, but uh, ended up falling off later in the season, obviously sidetracked early by an appendectomy. Um, but these other guys, you know, what can the Titans make of them now? And will it change the Titans um, draft priorities? Will it change the Titans approach in free agency with what they're trying to do in terms of uh, player acquisition on the offensive line where left tackle there isn't much, but there are good players, Robert Hunt, Kevin Zeitler at guard, um, the New England right tackle slash right guard, and then some good centers, including Lloyd Cushenberry from, from Denver. Uh, so Mike Herndon wrote on Wednesday, and I thought this was very interesting and worth our talking about a little bit here before we get to, to the question and answer part. Um that while uh, or in the midst of excellent uh, offensive line play that Callahan helped build with the Jets, with the Cowboys, with uh, Washington, and with the Browns, um, he had multiple, multiple all pros or pro bowlers, right? With the Jets, Nick Mangold, Alan Fanica, a Hall of Famer, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. I had an article out uh, before Herndon's where I talked to Alan Fanica about um, Bill Callahan's influence on him with the Cowboys, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Nick, uh, Zach Martin, sorry, with uh, Washington, Trent Williams, Brandon Scherf, with Cleveland, Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. That is an impressive list of players there, all of whom, as I said, were pro bowlers or better yet, all pros. Nine of those 11 were first rounders when they came into the league. Betonio was uh, the 35th pick of his draft, high second rounder. So 10 of 11 of those guys 
high, high draft picks. Um, now that does not mean that uh, Bill Callahan cannot develop guys who came later in the draft. Dewan Jones, a fourth rounder, was the highest rated rookie tackle by PFF standards in the league last year. Excellent. And uh, Callahan certainly has a, a good list of guys that he has developed, helped develop into very good players from, from later in the draft or who turned into something from nothing. Again, I refer you to the piece I wrote uh, talking to, to um, Alan Fanica and, and, uh, and talking to um, an agent who played for him in Wisconsin and with the Eagles about him turning him into a, a, a player that he wouldn't have been without Bill Callahan's influence. But the point of this is the staples of his offensive lines have been highly drafted guys. And I think to think that he now is going to take guys who have been middling players uh, and turn Jalen Duncan into a starting left tackle where the Titans don't need to get themselves a starting left tackle is folly, right? He needs better players. Then he's going to do great things with those better players. And maybe Nicholas Petit Frere turns back into a starting right tackle. Um, I think they need some options there. Maybe Dylan Radins turns into a starting uh, right guard or right tackle. Sure. But I think it's a mistake to think that they don't need, um, still need the kind of talent we were talking about before they hired Bill Callahan. Um, Square Up asks, Bill Callahan will have input on who the Titans should and shouldn't draft in an offensive lineman. Of course he will. Uh, all position coaches do to a degree. And then, you know, the degree to which you've got a resume of being uh, successful at um, suggesting guys. Uh, and he obviously has success at that. A veteran coach is going to have more pull than a, than a, a rookie uh, rookie coach and uh, he's the coach's son. Uh, he's the coach's dad. Going to make that mistake a lot. He's the coach's dad, obviously with a lot of experience. Um, so uh, he, he's going to have influence and it's going to be significant there. The one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get started, and we talked about this on Robbie and Rex Road in Nashville on 1025 The Game on Wednesday morning, uh, about the size of the role that Tajay Spears should have or that we imagine for him in year two for him in this offense. And there's a lot that we don't know, obviously, about what this offense is going to be. But what do you think he should be? I, I, we're all expecting him to be running back one going forward, not knowing what happens with Derrick Henry. But if Derrick Henry is back, we expect he and, 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 uh, and Spears to flip spots in terms of their role. I was talking with Blake Bettingfield earlier today about what what he thinks would be the, the load share for Spears, an appropriate load, load share. Nobody's going to take the kind of load um, that Derrick Henry took um, in his eight years, well, in the six years of his, his prime with the Titans when he was the starting running back. Blake suggested that, uh, that he thought Spears would be 70 to 75% of the snaps for the Titans. Um, you know, and, and I think that sounds like a good number, 70-ish. 
you know, he's going to play first and second down a lot more than he did. And he's obviously got a skill set that you like on third down, but they're going to need um, another, another guy to go with him. Whether that guy is Derrick Henry obviously remains to be seen, but Blake did throw some names at me that he thought would be day three guys that could help. Um, Dylan Laub, Will Shipley, Ray Davis, Jace McClellan, and Dylan Johnson and Jalen Wright. Uh, So there's one, two, three, four, five, six guys off the top of his head for day three picks that he thinks could be the complimentary back to Ty J Spears. Um, So those are the two things I want to talk about a little bit before we get started here. I want to encourage you to uh, retweet and also uh, take the opportunity to um, follow, like, and uh, rate on whatever platform you're listening to to help the cause. I appreciate it. I'm really enjoying doing these live um, podcasts while we've kind of got the opportunity here before we know the coaching staff in full and um, are deeper into uh, draft stuff, which we'll obviously learn more about um, at the Combine. Uh, where we'll talk to Brian Callahan again. Uh, I expect to hear from Rand Carthon and probably, I, I would think, meet the coordinators, uh, which will be, be a good thing. Uh, so from there, we'll dig into your questions again. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, Ed Henry asks, am I surprised that Vrabel didn't take the time to thank the the city and the fans? I mean, I don't think he intentionally didn't do so. Um, I think it's an ugly ending for him um, with with the organization. Um, And, you know, I hadn't thought much about it. It's definitely a classy thing to do, but I don't think it makes you – without class to, to not have done it. Um, so we'll see. Parker Dobson says, I hope Brian's faith in his father doesn't cloud his vision that the O-line still needs talent help. I don't think it will. Um, as I ran through those lists of uh, all pros and pro bowlers, I think it's pretty obvious um, that in this day and age, You've got to have some some premier guys, um, and and I think the Titans certainly think that. You've got Skaronski, who's a first-rounder. I think you'll see another guy who's a first- or second-round pick uh, coming into play left tackle, and then at least one more acquisition of a reasonably high caliber out of the free agency class. And then you see what Callahan could do with what's left to fill in the other two spots and the depth. Look, they, they went four deep um, at a position um, on on Cleveland's line, I believe as, as they got hurt this year. So you need those guys who are further down your depth chart to be ready and to be much better options than the Titans had as they got down to Jalen Duncan um, and, and people like that. Coy Gosney asks, do I see the Titans bringing in a starting left tackle like a Tyron Smith and still drafting a tackle? 
kind of like how they did Lawan when Ruse was here. No. I mean, uh, Tyron Smith is still going to cost a reasonable amount of money, even though he's old and more likely to get hurt now. It doesn't make sense to bring in uh, a starting left tackle like Smith, who would expect to be playing and draft a tackle seventh. I mean, that's a great redundancy to have, but <clears throat> one of those guys is sitting when he needs to be playing. I mean, I, I could see you. Uh, I, I don't think you're – your second option at left tackle can be within reason can be that good. So I think your starting left tackle needs to be that seventh pick or your high second round pick expected to be in the starting lineup on opening day. And I think your second guy behind him needs to be, um, you know, a well-polished um, backup. And that could be somebody like NPF, or Dillard, if Bill Callahan sees those guys as uh, developable uh, to that degree. But I don't think you can, with all of the, the things that the Titans need, it, who's sitting between Tyron Smith and, uh, and a uh, very high draft pick? Titans need, if they have two guys of that caliber, they need them both to be playing. Jordan Pace, do I find it odd there hasn't been a bigger scouting staff change? Lots of holdovers from J-Rob even after the initial offseason of draft. Well, the time to make the scouting staff change was after the draft. So coaching staffs get changed in January. Um, scouting staffs get changed in um, April, uh, you know, after, after the draft, April, May. So I'm not surprised there are no changes going on now because they're in the middle of their process and you don't change things in the middle of their process. And was I surprised uh, that that um, Rand Carthon didn't make changes to that staff after last year's draft? Absolutely. I don't think that the, the particularly the six area college scouts is a particularly good group. Um you know, uh, uh, some of them were uh, young on the scouting scale um, and inexperienced and uh, perceived as Robinson yes-men um, or not given much authority. But um, I, I think there's a, a widely held perception that the Titans could do better. And... Uh, if there aren't changes made after this draft, I'll really, really have questions about it. I mean, I don't have uh, square up says give Tajay Spears the Eckler role. I think Eckler's on the field uh, probably gets more than 70% of the snaps, 75% of the snaps. Um, I'd have to go look and check on that. Robert Stewart says, I think the Brock Bowers pick cannot be overlooked. Every good franchise quarterback that's won Super Bowls has had an all-pro tight end with them most of the time. I don't think he'll make it, make it to us. He said at the Super Bowl, obviously, on a, on a show uh, on Radio Row that he'd, he'd like to come to the Titans. Uh, people going a little bit crazy with that. I mean, it makes sense. He like to be near Atlanta. He knows Atlanta's got Kyle Pitts. Uh, 
Um, and uh, Tennessee is picking seventh, which is in the range that Bowers is expected to go. Um, so I don't think that was that big of a thing. He's certainly an attractive option if he's there. Though, uh, and I think the Titans could use another tight end, certainly. But I think, uh, you know, more pressing, certainly is left tackle and wide receiver. Um, you know, if you have them rated higher than those positions, I wouldn't have a big problem with the Titans taking him. I think he'd be uh, uh, an excellent weapon for them um, and and certainly diversify their their offense. So uh, I wouldn't dismiss it as uh, as a possibility, particularly with how things might unfold, I would um, would also not be against a trade back in a position if they were at seven uh, and Bowers was, was one of the more attractive uh, options on the board there. Ed Henry says, I don't want the offense to change and become predictable when Spears comes off. I don't think that would be the case. If Spears is on the field, um, I mean, Spears will be on the field for third downs, maybe not all of them, but a good share of them, I would think, because uh, as long as he's he's pass blocking, pass protecting well, um, he's going to be a guy who can um, run run all the routes, which is what you want. Um for for a back on third down you want more of that on first and second down than the titans have have been getting not that derrick henry's a bad player by any means but derrick henry was the more predictable element right and when spears comes off i think you're going to have another running back who can also do the same kind of things that spears can do now maybe you have three running backs and there's one of them who's more of a goal line, short yardage type of guy. Um, and if you're in a goal line, short yardage type of situation, it's predictable that you're going to uh, run. John Kemper says this is much better than Radio Row now. Um, everybody's got their preferences, John, but I appreciate yours. I didn't say uh, square up says I say Jalen Duncan like Callahan can't save him. He still has talent. Uh, yeah, he, he still has talent. I'm saying he needs a better option than Jalen Duncan was for the Titans last year when they get to where they got uh, in the in the left tackle pecking order. Wasn't ready. Uh, now maybe Callahan gets a guy like that. Certainly Callahan gets a guy like that into a better position, but a uh, – sixth round left tackle who is a project is unlikely to be able to play very good left tackle for you or for anybody. Mark asks, in my opinion, how long will the rebuild take if things go well? Well, I don't see there's why there's any reason that um, the Titans can't be competitive this next year if Will Levis plays well and if they, you know, add some some good pieces, which they should be able to do in free agency in the draft. They're really going to miss that third-round pick. Um, but, you know, look, we just watched Houston go from three wins to the playoffs. We see turnarounds every year. Uh, I think in two years they should be, you know, quote-unquote 
whole um, and and you know the depth should be substantially uh, better. Somebody Trey's asking, do I see him using 2025 picks to recoup some 2024 picks? No, the longer you do that, then you create holes next year. They got to get back to even level. Let me uh, take some time to tell you a little bit about Zen Sports. You know, if you've been uh, watching these podcasts, listening to them, Zen Sports is my primary sponsor. Excellent. Go to Zen Sports. Download their app. Uh, it's for Tennessee only. Um, it's a great place to bet. And uh, they've got a great offer for you if you're not a member of paulkoharski.com. Go there. Make a uh, Use the code TNPAUL. Make a bet as small as $10, and you get a free membership to paulkoharski.com. It's a terrific deal to get a membership here and to uh, get online there. But your first bet is a no-danger wager. So you can bet up to $1,000 at uh, anything you come up with that's less than plus 500, plus 500 or less. And uh, if you win it, obviously you've got a nice count going for you there. If you lose it, you get your money back within 24 hours. And I've got a parlay for you, a Super Bowl parlay. Kansas City straight up. I just uh, I know that um, 49ers are favored in this game. I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm done going against Mahomes. I think Kansas City pulls this out. I got Mahomes over 25 and a half rushing yards. I think he probably, you know, gets that in his two biggest runs of the game. Kelsey anytime touchdown. I know virtually everybody's on that. Those three remarkably put together are plus 583 so that can't be your no danger wager make another bet first if you're a first time better make that your second bet plus 583 kansas city straight up mahomes over 25 and a half rushing yards travis kelsey an anytime touchdown zen sports my guys sponsor of the paul kuharski podcast I am grateful to them and to you. This is not possible. PBK says, I'm worried they fire scouts and replace them with nobody, data analytics people. It's not conceivable at this day and age for a team not to have scouts on the road finding out about seniors uh, talking to coaches about seniors, trying to investigate those seniors by talking to position coaches, janitors, secretaries, which is what good scouts do. I don't know how much, how many of the Titan scouts are good at doing that, but having data analytics people, data analytics people is to supplement that, not to replace that. You have to go on the road and watch guys practice and have reports on guys playing and practicing. If you don't have that, you're not keeping up with the rest of the league. And the Titans are trying to keep up with the rest of the league and add stuff that would help them conceivably surpass the rest of the league. Um, so I don't think your scenario that they replace them with replace fired scouts with nobody 
and data, data analytics people is, uh, is a conceivable um, idea. Ed Henry asks, is the lack of presence at the Senior Bowl overblown? Anthony Robinson, the assistant GM, who's the, the personnel guy, and Chad Brinker, the president of football operations, who's also a scout, were at the Senior Bowl. So uh, I don't know, somehow this has been turned into the Titans weren't at the Senior Bowl. They were at the Senior Bowl. They had two of their three highest-ranking personnel people at the Senior Bowl, and maybe more than that, but definitely those two people. So I don't understand how it's become such a, a huge thing. And I'll tell you, I, I, again, and I, I said this story on uh, on Robbie and Rex Road, but I've, I've been to two senior bowls. At the live stuff, GMs are – it's very difficult for them to sit and lock in on something. For, there are multiple drills going on, so you can only lock in on one. But they've got – uh, coaches looking for jobs, scouts looking for jobs, reporters looking for stories, all able to approach them during things. Even the guys who are good at dismissing those people are having interactions with those people long enough to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't talk, which takes their eyes off things. So this idea that you have to be there live and locked in um, is crazy. Bill Belichick, I'll use as an example. When, when the Titans hired John Robinson, Jim Wyatt, I remember, I was not at that senior bowl, but Jim Wyatt told the story about approaching Bill Belichick in the stands there to try to talk to him about John Robinson. And Belichick said, I, I can't talk to you about John Robinson here, otherwise everybody's going to want to talk to me. Um, but, you know, call my guy and, and I, I will ultimately talk to you. And then he asked him a question or two about Vanderbilt because uh, Belichick has a fondness for Vanderbilt from his, uh, his time at Vanderbilt at the start of his career. And they did chit chat for at least two, three minutes, maybe longer than that. And that was at a point where Belichick wasn't watching, even if that's pre-practice, you know, guys like to watch, guys warm up, run around, whatever. I'm not positive at what stage that was. But those are the kind of things that are regularly happening at senior ball practices. So if you think of every GM in the league and coach is there and like completely focused in, the way that, that we see them sometimes at the combine, which they can be, you're, you're mistaken. And uh, Rand Carthon said on the, on the Titans' uh, in-house podcast, that not only can he see all of the film, but you know he can he can press a button for a particular guy and see you know a cut up of everything that that guy did at the senior bowl practice wise and game wise. So they weren't the only team that didn't have GM and coach at the senior bowl, and um, they had people there who were doing the necessary work. Somebody's mentioning that Bauer's girlfriend goes to college in Tennessee. Well, that would be another reason that he'd like to be here, but it's not going to do anything in terms of getting him drafted here. Uh, 
Antonio said, would a scenario with Brian Callahan not doing well on his first year play calling allow for Nick Holtz to be called on to call plays? Could he be bypassed as well and allow Bill Callahan to call plays? I don't know why you want to shoot forward to a scenario where Brian Callahan's not doing well calling plays. Um, it's always possible. Nick Holtz has the same no experience calling plays, I believe, that that uh, Brian Callahan has. And Brian Callahan has, you know, called some plays here and there throughout Bengals games, as Zach Taylor told me. You know, I'll say, hey, uh, Zach Taylor said, you know, I need to go get something straightened out on defense, take over here, um, and I'll be back when we get to the red zone and, and things like that. Um why you want the offensive line coach, though he's been a coordinator and a and a head coach to be your play caller. I don't know, but you'd want him to be managing the offensive line during a game. BF, do we need any defensive players in this draft this year? Of course. Cornerback is one of the three biggest needs right there with uh offensive line and um Wide receiver, Titans need uh, a big-time cornerback to center that secondary around this idea. Even if you get the pass rush from your fresh front four without extra people the way the Titans have wanted to the last couple of years, and I think they'll blitz more with Denard Wilson as the um, defensive coordinator, you, you need uh, – Ideally, an elite cornerback back there, even if you're playing numbers in the secondary. And I think the Titans will play numbers less in the secondary, in which case they need better defensive backs. There's not a position on the roster the Titans don't need help. They need a safety uh, to go with the Monty Hooker unless they're totally invested in Elijah Molden and still they could use the third guy there. Uh, they need inside linebacker to go with Aziz Al-Shair, who I imagine they'll resign. They need defensive linemen where they're thinned out. Uh, Danico Autry's a free agent. You don't know what's going to happen there for sure. But even if if he's back, uh, you know, you could use another rusher to go with uh, Autry, who's going to be inside most of the time, but to go with uh, Landry and Key. And they've never had uh, really a third edge guy. MB wants to know if this is my regular day and time each week. I don't do the Paul Kowarski podcast live every week, but when I do do it live, Thursday afternoon will be the time. Yes. Does the team have plans for Julius Chestnut? You thought he was the best running back on the team last preseason. Well, being the best running back on the team in a preseason means really nothing. Um, he'll be on the roster, be one of the 90. See what he does in camp. I sure hope they have somebody better than him to be a candidate for a third running back. Jonathan Ward's a better running back than than uh, Julius Chestnut. Sam asks, is there any chance the Titans re-sign Henry? Certainly there's a chance. I'm amongst those that don't think it's a, a particularly high chance, but uh, we will see. Nick Folk 
a kicker, Brian Spotlow, asks any word on bringing Nick Folk back. There's no word on bringing anybody back right now. They're, they're assembling a coaching staff. They're not talking to free agents to be. Nick Folk is unrestricted after this year. I would expect they'd like him back. He did a hell of a job for them. Um, but, they, you know, got to sort it out. Jagman, do I see Christian Fulton getting another look from the new regime? He has some physical talent if they could rebuild his confidence and refine his technique. Why? I mean, get somebody else in that spot who's has some who's going to have some physical talent, who has some confidence and has some technique that you don't need to rebuild and refine as much. I mean, to me, uh, that's over. Is it more likely than it was with uh, with Mike Vrabel in place? Yes, but I, I don't I don't see why. I mean, how many how many pulled hamstrings can you can you wait on and endure, and how many you know complete dud games can you take? Parker Dobson asked the same question about Carthon and the Senior Bowl that I answered already. You can check back on that. Everybody take a chance to retweet on X, if you will. I think uh, Parker Dobson asks, am I worried this new staff will be too analytics-based? No. I think the last staff was not analytics-based enough. Um, there's no reason to presume that Callahan will overdo it. And, you know, there's two, two branches of analytics here. They're talking a lot about analytics but the analytics they're talking most about are upstairs analytics, front office analytics, analytics that will help them assess injuries, uh, predict injuries, um, stuff like that, analytics that can help them uh, decide on who to bring in out of a draft class, out of a free agent class, who to maybe stay away from and red flag, things like that. They're going to be heavier into those, which John Robinson was not a big believer in at all. And Rand Carthon didn't have much of a chance to, to use. Thing is that talking about those is all slow processes to get them up and running, which bakes some time into the to Chad Brinker cake. Let's accelerate that stuff. It doesn't have to take forever. I'm no expert on this stuff, but also I know that, uh, Teams have adapted adapted it and, and used it. And I, I haven't heard all of them talking about how long it takes to get those processes going. Um, I think Callahan will use them to a more reasonable degree in game day decisions and game, game planning decisions. Uh, Jordan Pace asks, do I see Rand and I ever having the kind of rapport I had with J-Rob? My comments on the dispute I had with him in Minnesota make it seem like no. I don't know what kind of relationship I'm going to have with Rand Carthon still. Um, you know, whether he and I have, I, I, I hope, I'm, I'm hopeful. I have call, recent cause for optimism. Um, I think things would be different. Um, for him with Vrabel not here. Um, 
he said something on, on the recent podcast about, you know, not knowing if it was the right decision for him to, to lay low. I will say for a guy with the reputation as being a huge people person, he hasn't been a, a huge people person with the media at all. Not, not just me with the media overall. And, you know, maybe he doesn't see the media as important in that way. But if you're a huge people person and the organization selling you as a huge people person, a huge relationship person, well, the fan base has no sense of that whatsoever because he's not done anything that uh, and, and the press is the conduit to the fans. And I don't think you guys have any sense that he's like that. I don't have any sense that he's like that. So if they want us to see that fans through media, I, I think he's got to show it. Otherwise it's just a bunch of people telling us he's like that. And I, I'm done with the Titans telling me people are things and not showing me that people are things. Todd Torricelli is the director of sports media, or the executive vice president of sports uh, medicine or whatever he is. Well, I'm told over and over that he's terrific, but I have no cause to, to know that because I, I've never been allowed to say more than hello to Todd Torricelli. Now I'm not saying I need to have medical conversations with Todd Torricelli, but Todd Torricelli's predecessor, you know, I could bullshit with for five minutes and say, Hey, you know, I, I stupidly tried to get up on a, on a surfboard behind a boat and tweak something in my knee here. You think it's anything just shooting the shit. And I got to know Brad Brown a little bit doing that. And then when people ask me about Brad Brown, I had a personal sense of Brad Brown. I have no personal sense of Todd Torricelli and I'm not going to repeat over and over what they tell me that Todd Torricelli's great because I'm just not going to repeat what they tell me. I want firsthand information, not secondhand. Hey, Merck uh, says it doesn't seem to be good offensive linemen in free agency. Do I think there'll be any good cornerbacks? There are a couple good cornerbacks, and there are good offensive linemen that just are not good offensive left tackles. Um, so that's that's the difference. They could do some damage in free agency. They can. Um, Tremaine asks, uh, says it's a full rebuild here. This will take, the question is how patient will Amy Adams Strunk be? I mean, first off, you're, I don't necessarily agree with your premise that it takes time. It didn't take Houston time, right? There's a team or two every year that you look at and you say, whoa, they came on a lot faster than we expected. So, I think, you know, you could look at the Titans and say there's no reason they can't come on a lot faster than expected. Schedule's not particularly difficult, though. The division is not the pushover that it has been. William says, would a trade back in the first round, uh, would the Titans trade back in the first round to pick up a third? Trading back in the first round can pick you up a lot more than a third, depending on uh, how far you you go. I don't think you can predetermine something like that. I think you got to wait until you're on the clock and see what's there um, and what you've uh, what you covet and who you want. So I don't think you can predetermine something like that. My other sponsor for the Paul Kuhersky podcast is Jasper's, the fine restaurant on West End Avenue. You know it. You love it. You've been there. You're going to go back. Bolognese. I'm telling you. 
That's the thing to get off the menu. It is on West End Avenue between Midtown and Downtown. You park for free, which is outstanding. Then you go in and uh, maybe you order a cocktail and you want to wait a little bit before you, you get lunch or dinner. You can go in there and play pop shot or air hockey or a bunch of other games also for free. Um, so that's terrific. The menu is terrific. The service is terrific. It really is a, a great and unique place. There's a little uh, gift shop slash grab and go store. So if you've got some friends in from out of town, it's a good spot for them to grab some stuff. Or if you can't stop to eat, you can uh, grab something there to take home um, for dinner. So it's convenient in uh, numerous, numerous ways. I go there for lunch sometimes, listen to a podcast, do some reading. Uh, but you can go there for a business lunch. You can go there for a date night. You can go there for a family night. It's practical for virtually any sort of meal you need. So keep Jaspers in mind next time you're looking for a meal on West End between Midtown and Downtown. Get the Bolognese. Appreciate them very much. What else do we have here? Kane wants to know what's more likely, signing a big-time free agent, Higgins slash Pittman, for, as examples, or drafting one at seven. I think, um, well, first off, I don't think Higgins is going to get to free agency. I think he'll be tagged or re-signed, and I don't know that Pittman is that big-time of a free agent. He's a big-bodied, physical uh, wide receiver, like most Titans wide receivers have been over the last significant period of time. And what the Titans need is a guy who can go, 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 go. And Pittman is, is not exceedingly fast. Uh, second best free agent to be uh, besides Higgins to me is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has that speed, but Calvin Ridley has off field question marks about him um, that make people wonder. Um, so yeah, wonder what he's going to be like when he gets money. So wide receivers and excuse me, free agency are a bit of a concern. There are some other guys that are not, uh, a one guys per se. Um, so we'll see. I think you can get a good wide receiver in the second round of the draft which would be my approach, find somebody who fits you in free agency, uh, who's not at the top of the list, but is still going to cost you good money and draft one in the second round, provided you could get one of the top two tackles in the first round. Somebody asked about Ryan Stonehouse. He was in the locker room the last day, uh, was encouraged by his progress rehabilitating his injury which he did not specify i'm just curious did he break something or tear something or both angel asks what did i think about the league reports about Vrabel being too intimidating thoughts wasn't reports it was report from diana rossini who talked to one general manager who said it's physically intimidating guy being big and that turns some people off. Any owner that's turned off by that hasn't spent enough time around his football team um, or her football team because football teams are filled with large, intimidating men. It's utterly stupid. Uh, 
Somebody's asking if I'm sponsored by Iron Tribe Fitness. I'm not sponsored by Iron Tribe Fitness, but I am a member and a believer. And I go there as often as I can to the nine o'clock class in Cool Springs. I've made great friends there and I've gotten in a lot better shape. Can I get a sit down with Callahan? Somebody's asking me. Not anytime soon, I don't think, but at some point. John asks, what am I hearing about position coaches, specifically linebackers, D-line, and defensive backs? Well, Steve Jackson is being hired as the defensive backs coach. It could be a wrinkle to that because uh, I've heard that Chris Harris is likely to stay, and he was cornerbacks slash passing game coordinator last year. So if Chris Harris stays, how he and Steve Jackson coexist, or what Chris Harris is reassigned to will be interesting. Linebackers, inside linebackers is Frank Bush. That's been reported. Outside linebackers, we don't know yet. Um, defensive line, have not heard anything. Kane says that his wife and uh, he and his wife want to go to an away game next year. Would I choose Chicago, Indianapolis, or Detroit? Well, I would wait to see when those games are on the schedule. But Chicago is the best city by far. Um, Indianapolis is a nice stadium and, you know, everything's compact down there, but it's not a lot to see. Uh, Detroit Stadium is also very cool and you'd be seeing uh, the best of the three potential opponents. But again, I wouldn't want to go there if the game's in uh, November or December in terms of what you're doing the rest of the weekend. All right, looking around here, looking around here. Houston having two top five picks in last year's draft helped speed up that rebuild a lot, though, Sabine says. Well, of course. But they got the their quarterback, who's a very good one. The Titans got their quarterback lower, but last year. So they're also in position to move forward with their new quarterback. No, they're not going to be in position to get Will Anderson. Um, but Houston's not the only team that's made a quick jump from bad to good. Uh, I think if you're super patient with the Titans, you're giving them – too much. Say, let's go. Let's see it. Get to work. Brian asks, what I think the team will do at backup quarterback, free agent, or the draft? Certainly Willis trial is over. Absolutely not the draft. Can't have a rookie backing up uh, a second-year guy in Will Levis. There are good backup-level quarterbacks coming to market, and the Titans have money to pay them. Tyrod Taylor, um, Gardner Minshew, though he's probably going to wind up back in Indianapolis. I've listed them off several times. Um, I'm going to forget them now. Um, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Josh Dobbs, there's four. I'd target one of those four guys, uh, and, and that would be a good backup situation where a guy could come in, win you a couple of games if you need to start for a month, uh, not, not collapse, and uh, be good in the room. 
Yeah, William asks if I prefer Alt or Fashanu, who uh, who has the higher upside with Bill Callahan coaching. I don't know who has, you know, the the, the prevailing wisdom seems to be Alt is better walking in the door. Fashanu could be better uh, ceiling wise. I, I'm not that deep into it at this stage. Uh, I'd be happy with either of them. My my early feeling now is uh, that Alt would be better. Joey asks, um, any word of Wilson's defense, 4-3-3-4, multiple. Callahan uh, said, you know, and I asked him if they stick with the 3-4. He said, that, you know, a lot of five-man fronts these days, everything's so multiple and switched up so often. Made it sound like, you know, there is no such thing as a base defense anymore, which I think is is really true, right? There, there really isn't. Um, so I, I don't have an issue with that and I think things will evolve to fit uh, the personnel I'm a left tackle guy Thea D is asking would I prefer a wide receiver or a left tackle with pick seven I think you got to fix left tackle period and everything starts with that all right what else do we see here guys have been good Uh, I appreciate that it's been an enjoyable conversation. My kid's got a workout coming up here because he's trying to get strong to be a better baseball player as he heads into his eighth grade season. And more exciting than that, summer ball with the travel team. Andrew Frill says you can fix left tackle at 38-2. That's true. But uh, Herndon wrote this a while ago, and you should go back and look at it. The history of uh, of all pros and and uh, very successful left tackles versus wide receivers tells you to get the left tackle in the first round and wait for the wide receiver in the second round. Uh, there are far more successful wide receivers that have come out of the second round and later than there are tackles uh, in in recent history. So. That is that. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming. Um, Thanks very much. And uh, I look for you again soon. Keep reading paulkuharski.com. Some stuff coming up that you'll be interested in for sure. Check out Zen Sports. Check out Jaspers. Don't block the box. And be sure to lock your locks.